Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I am Jared Cornett, and I'm joined by Dr. <laughs> Matt Hensley. Matt, you walked across the stage, you got your diploma, you got hooded and all that stuff, knighted. I don't know what all happened up there, but uh, how was how was it? it? It was a lot of fun. So one, it was just good to be home, you know, see my family, see a bunch of friends. Uh, that's home for us is uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area. So, you know, all of our friends are there, all of our family's there. And so it's always neat to go out to eat, do all of that kind of stuff. And of course, you and I talked about this because on the episode recently talking about Babe's Chicken House, that was one of my goals to make sure we made it there since Jared Cornut got to have like 20 times in a week. I thought three I times in three weeks. one time, but I threw down on some babes. I went to Joe T. Garcia's. Uh, Whataburger, of course, uh, Guana Taco. You had a hot dog at uh, Horner uh, Ballpark, and uh, I had some barbecue at the Globe Life Field, which was not quite to the quality I'm used to, but hey, it was baseball game. You know, it's always fun, so it was good. And uh, But yes, there's a picture of the hood coming over my head, and it looks like that scene from uh, like the Star Wars or whatever, where I am now a Sith Lord. And I should have said, like, at that moment, I am the Senate. But I did. I am the seminary. Is what <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I did, though, as I was walking across, because we weren't allowed to, like, shake hands or hug or anything uh, like that yeah. with Dr. Uh, Greenway. But as I was passing him, I said, yo quiero topo chico. And uh, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say something other than thanks or hi. Hey, you gotta be careful. It's Baptists are gonna think we're speaking of tongues. I know. And, uh, they, they might revoke your doctorate. For, for sure. For sure. Well, how are you doing? Good, man. Uh, things things are going great over here. I'm actually heading up to Montana on Thursday, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, in conjunction with one of our topics today. I'm going up there to meet with a church planner in Helena, Montana, about Plymouth Park, coming in and partnering with them, sending them some money each month and supporting them in a couple of different ways. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I got to see you this weekend and your lovely daughters at the baseball game, took in some Dallas Baptist University baseball, which was an absolute blast. And the hot dog was okay. <laughs> it, was uh, a, so, it was a hot dog. You don't have right. to know what it was, but when you're eating it at a ball game, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, that's the best thing. You're at the ball game, you're, you're with friends. Uh, it makes it a little bit better. It doesn't really matter that it tastes like it was made in the microwave or anything like that. You <laughs> probably know. boiled. They probably boiled it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just not going to ask um, no. at all. Ask hey, did you see this? Let me ask you this, man. Did you see this about this um, joint effort uh, to get the Bible in all languages headed up by the CEO of Hobby Lobby? This is not one of our topics, but I, did you see this? I, so I, I am now, and uh, what, what I do have to say is Mart Green might have the coolest eyeglasses I have ever seen in my life. Those things are pretty awesome. Uh, but it looks like he's the uh, CEO of Mardell Christian in Education and uh, is leading a Bible translation project that is going to get the Bible into all known languages by the year 2033. That's our goal. And then Jesus can come back. So I'm going to start the pamphlet right now. 33 reasons Jesus is coming back in 2033. <laughs> right? so, Does that anyway. mean that Jesus is going to come back? but go to Hobby Lobby first? Yeah, probably going to he... go there first. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Honestly. I mean, there's probably going to be a good book about Magnolia uh, there or something. He's <laughs> got to pick out the latest bestseller from them. But no, uh, this is really cool. This is really cool. So 
uh, I, I was looking at some of the people that are involved. Wycliffe, of course, most people know American Bible Society. Uh, some may not know Pioneer Bible Translators. Uh, we do at our church because mm. one of our members is a missionary through them. And so we support her and her husband on their mission to translate the Bible in a language that right now is kind of leaving my brain. I'm not sure where it is. I had never heard of it before. Maybe uh, I, I'm not even going to try to guess, uh, but then the Deaf Bible Society. Uh, so really good group of uh, people working together. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's always going to take? We have to work together. And, uh, and so it looks like a big group of folks that are trying to make this happen. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. You know, uh, two years ago in Birmingham, we had the opportunity of translating the by uh, the New Testament in an unknown uh, a people group that was unreached uh, in their language, and that was really cool. So to see this come to fruition, uh, anytime we can get the Bible in people's hands, uh, we are saved by the Word. It's what the Bible teaches us, so we believe that. We believe that the Word is active and speaking, and so that's a great thing. Yeah, and one thing I, I mentioned about that working together deal, I was I was scanning through the article a little bit, and we'll have this in the show notes, I'm sure. But uh, as Green was meeting with some of these leaders from the different translation groups, all of them kind of together estimated that the Bible would be translated into all world languages by the year 2150. Wow. And he thought that was too long. But if they work together, uh, kind of share the load, if you will, they could get those done by 2033. And uh, so that's pretty cool. I love that. And I love his glasses, but you know this, it was not as cool as the player at DBU whose name was River Town. Oh, was that, oh not that, the name of a city. That's a guy's name. Yeah. That, and that's a baseball name, man. Oh that, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, Oh, that's good. Coming yeah. up the bat, second baseman, number five, River, River Town. Town. Like what? No. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. Uh, well, Matt, I got some bad news and some good news. Which one do you want first? Bad news is, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the bad news first. Yeah, always good to go with the bad news first. Just talk about Matt graduating. From <laughs> and, no, that's not the bad news. But it kind of in the correlation with that, Judson College in Marion, Alabama, has uh, their board has voted to close the school. The 183-year-old institution uh, will not be meeting this fall. They they really weren't going to be meeting this spring. They raised some money at the last moment, but 18 members of the 24-member board voted in favor to completely suspend and uh, to close through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, really sad thing. Judson is a, a Baptist school in the state of Alabama, but the money was just not there. They didn't have a whole lot of students. Uh, I know they only had recruited 12 new students uh, for the fall and only had 88, I think, returning. And this was what was kind of interesting to me is that it read at the very uh, end of this article. It talks about the average tuition is $14,000 per student per year, but the cost of college per student is roughly 40000 So the school was having to make up more than $25,000 in difference for each student. So just not financially feasible, but it's always sad, right, when one of our Baptist schools has to close. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, were, were you familiar with this one at all, being from, from Bama? Yeah, I mean, just as all-girls school, and, um, you know, candidly, they weren't the most conservative, uh, if you uh, understood the student body there. But, I mean, it has a long, rich history of being a good school, sending out ladies onto the mission field, uh, obviously named after one of Adam and Judson's wives. And so I can't remember which one. He had a couple of them. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, 
Marion is kind of like in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. The school had the opportunity to move several years ago up to Anniston, which was a, probably a better area, but they chose to stay in Marion. There's also a uh, boys' military school down that way. And so the girls' Baptist school and the military school would get together, have dances and stuff like that throughout the year, socialize. Uh, but, you know, we live in a day and time where say go to all girls school like i laugh now you have texas women's college but uh men can go to school there their degree just says texas women's college on yeah. it uh, now a guy in my church he went to texas women's college when it was an all girls school they only allowed eight men to go there a year and he was in charge of the ground so he cut all the grass and did all that in the school and got to go for free but yeah it, it's it's i'm familiar with the school but not super familiar i i do feel like as i was reading this that art rayner would like to have a word because it says Just, Judson also is out of credit options because it already owes more than $15 million in unpaid debt. And I started thinking, hey, sounds like my life. <laughs> no, not that bad. Not that bad. Not Corvette that. will do that to you, won't it? But yeah, hashtag uh, money matters with Art Rayner, man, because uh, I was oh. reading that. I was like, ooh, that's bad. That's bad, bad. So, but you promised us some good news. So sad to see them uh, go. Perhaps who who knows right. what's going to happen with the building yeah. and so forth. But uh, you know, certainly can pray that that would be used for a great thing in the future uh, to impact the kingdom. But there is something happening once again in the Great Republic of Texas uh, that is going to impact the kingdom uh, through some of our non-South states. Tell us about that with the yeah. SBTC endowment happening. This is super cool. Nathan Lurick, the uh, new uh, uh, SBTC executive director or executive director elect right now, he is uh, proposing, and it seems like it's going to happen, an endowment uh, for money that will be sent out of Texas and really out of the South uh, to more areas where church planning or revitalization is needed and difficult. And so what they're going to do is the board approved ministry grants for uh, qualified churches that affirm the Baptist Faith of Message 2000, uh, and they're going to fund it with $800,000 out of the SBTC reserve fund to start with, and they're going to get the endowment to reach about $3 million, they're hoping, in an annual contributions. Uh, and that's all, of course, subject to finance position and things like that, CP giving. And then once that level is reached, they will give $150,000 per year um, towards this uh, a grant place, uh, this, this grant uh, to send money out to church planning, evangelism, and revitalization into areas where it's needed. And the board approved a reserve grant of 200000 to provide immediate grants to Baptist conventions outside of the South. So, for example, we're going to Montana, uh, extremely lost. I did not know this. There is one Southern Baptist church for every 7,800 people in Montana. And Montana doesn't have a booming population. Yeah. So that just tells you there's not a whole lot of churches up there. And so I thought this is very neat. you got a – I mean, Texas has got a lot of churches. SBDC brings in a lot of money every year. Uh, Texas churches are very generous. And now they're saying we're going to give to other conventions – in support of what the work that NAM is doing to revitalize for evangelism and church planning. Is this something that you think larger conventions should maybe all take a look at in doing? I, I think one, this does speak to something of just, just there being a lot of wisdom and a multitude of counsel. You now have somebody that's there in the SBTC. Jim, Jim Richards is phenomenal. Great brother in Christ, grateful for his leadership there. But now you have somebody that's been away from the state for a couple of years and has seen what life is like kind of outside of this wealth of churches, wealth of cooperative program funds, wealth of all that kind of stuff in the middle of the Bible Belt or, or Bible Belt. You know, I like to call Texas the belt buckle 
of the Bible Belt, you know, so you kind of leave that for a couple of years and you get a taste of what it really is like in some of these frontier states. And so then you come back and, and you're not going to be able to put that out of your mind and, and realize that, hey, we have a responsibility here to be able to help. And, uh, you know, there were some changes with NAM and how things were funded with different sin cities and some of that. And so this may be a way for really everybody to just truly show that we are wearing the exact same jersey. You know, it's Southern Baptist Convention across of it. It's not New Mexico versus Texas. It's not Texas versus Alabama. It's we're all in this truly together. And, and like you said, it's a great perhaps kind of paradigm that could be modeled for some other churches or other conventions, maybe not to the extent of Texas, just because of maybe the differences of finances and whatnot, but to certainly reach out and say, hey, we want to be a part of helping this uh, get off the ground as well. And, uh, and I love uh, that you have there with the, uh, the quote about Barrett Duke, uh, that Montana, like other non-South Southern Baptist churches, faces challenges because of its location outside of the Bible Belt. And, uh, and so, you know, you don't have that institutional presence there, he says. And it's just when you're in, you know, I was just in Dallas for a couple of days, and I don't pass a block that doesn't have at least a church. And then I come back to New Mexico, and quite quickly, I don't, I'm trying to think if I see more on the road that I come into New Mexico, I think I see two churches in the time that it takes me to get from Hobbs to here. Now, there are obviously many more churches, but on that main road between there and here, I see two churches along the way. And so it's a much different world here, Montana, out here in the non-South states than it is in Texas. And so I think that's a great opportunity for them to give and, uh, and maybe some others to follow suit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can I can take a left out of our church parking lot on the Story Road. And these are not all Baptist churches, but including ours, offhand, I'm thinking of, of six churches in a two-and-a-half-mile uh drive down story road right here in Irving. And so there's an abundance of churches. I, I didn't realize this Montana uh, has 130 Southern Baptist churches, which is not a lot. And more than half of them are not even 40 years old. Now we've got a friend who is planning a non Southern Baptist church in uh, Montana. And then I, of course I've got my friend here who's planning in Montana. You're looking at me like I'm, I'm crazy. Cody Whittington is who I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, if you oh, yeah. didn't quite, quite great okay make sure you're on oh, yeah. the same page with me there maybe you don't consider cody a friend but no, um, no not at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i just thought that was fascinating you know there's only 130 well look there's 500 southern baptist churches in the dallas baptist association yeah i mean we're, we're almost five times larger as an association than they are as a state and i, I thought it was really neat he's talking about you know they, they're gonna do evangelism church planning and i thought this was neat too indian reservations i don't know if you've ever met anybody who's going on a mission trip to an indian reservation extremely dark dark places uh with a lot of need for the gospel so i mean i i think this is a really cool thing that texas is doing or spdc is doing yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we have uh, several reservations here and you hit the nail on the head. It is a very dark place. And uh, and I think in some of those cases, uh, Christians were already in, in not all of them, but in the ones that that I am aware of directly with some of ours that have missionaries there and so forth. Christians were already kind of almost seen as outside of the family, if you will, outside of the tribe, even if they are members of it. But when they kind of take that step, they're usually ostracized. Then 
COVID came in and a few things were traced back to churches and whatnot. And it just exacerbated that, you know, even, even further. And so, yeah, this will be great. You know, some of the things they're looking at is uh, some outreach events, rural communities, uh, building improvements. Many of the churches are built quickly and cheaply <laughs> and harsh winters can take a toll on structures, just as even good structures maybe in Texas found out this past year. Uh, some evangelism, uh, discipleship weekends for churches, church planting, of course. And uh, so I think just a really, really good thing. And uh, so, so some silver lining after our not so good news with Judson College. But uh, we, yeah. we got to also talk about something a little southern co uh, culture what's going on there yeah and we didn't really plan on anything on this but here's what i want to talk about because i was a little upset there's an episode you and alan talked and I, I didn't get to talk about this and i wanted to talk about it and i think alan didn't want me to talk about it because he knows my <laughs> position and that's on texas roadhouse which i had the pleasure of eating last thursday went with a couple of our church had about 14 of those uh rolls uh before my meal i had a caesar salad had a 12 ounce prime uh, ribeye medium rare and the loaded mashed potatoes and I, i'm going to say it unequivocally texas roadhouse is the best chain steak that you can eat in the country bar none you agree disagree i agree so alan disagreed also, though right i don't get the steak there so i'm just going to agree well, with well, what, in the world? what do you what are you getting at texas I get roadhouse chicken critters baby i get chicken so what critters, the chicken critters they're like the chicken tenders, but it's like 10 pounds of batter on it, and they're super crispy, and I get the buffalo sauce, the barbecue sauce, and I dip those together, and I call it the Raging Cajun Tenders. And uh, But but I have had some of my, my wife's steak when she gets it, and it is good. Your uh, palate but, never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, No, well, I, I was about to when you said the chain thing. I was like, as long as we can agree that Taco Bell is the greatest chain Mexican food restaurant on the planet. I had it for lunch today. Oh, it's good stuff. I had that five layer burritos, delicious. I'm just what saying, do you get at Taco Bell? I, well, usually tacos. Uh, they they have this new, uh, usually the little flaming hot Frito thing, but yeah. here recently they have this new like quesarita. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's a quesadilla. Quesadilla. <laughs> quesadilla. Okay. <laughs> I, I went, uh, Nacho Libre, real quick. Uh, uh, not not Nacho Libre. What was that show? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Eat your quesadillas, uh, but quesadilla, and then it's made as a gordita and uh, stuff with the meat and everything. Got some little spicy sauce in it. Woo! What did you get at Babe's? Did you get fried chicken or country fried steak? At Babe's, I got uh, chicken tenders. <laughs> My gosh, you're like a 14-year-old that goes to a nice restaurant. I'll, sir, I'll have the, the chicken tenders and a chocolate milk, please. That's what yeah. Matt gets when he goes, I think, chicken tenders. My gracious. Catch it. <laughs> we went uh, we we went ate with a couple at texas roadhouse thursday and uh, he ordered his steak well done which made me almost throw up in my mouth and then he slathered it in ketchup nice. i was like i'm not gonna say his name because i'm embarrassed for him but i was like what are you doing you, I think you, you should you should say the name no i'm not gonna say it i'm gonna say did. it he tied so i'm not gonna say it okay fair enough <laughs> everybody has a prize that's it. <laughs> well, send us out, man. All right, friends. I hope you've had a great time at the potluck. Uh, of course, disappointing news about Judson, but a lot of great things to look forward to, especially as we're coming up to the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. So I hope you had your feel, had your full. Looking forward to some great episodes leading up to Nashville. Join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.